So podcast listeners, I will do my best to explain what I'm watching on screen, but you'll have to get the full treatment over on YouTube if you want to see the tweets that I'm referring to. I'm going to do a new series, maybe once a week or every so often, where I respond to some of the absurdities going on in the world. It's going to be fun. It's going to be enlightening, and you should definitely come check it out. So this tweet is from Biology. The federal government is losing control over both domestic and international affairs. And then he has a list here in order. Inflation, Afghanistan, China on Taiwan, France on AUKUS. I don't know what that is. Uh, El Salvador on Bitcoin, 17 states on education, Texas on abortion, vaccines, Germany on Nord Stream 2. Again, don't know what that is. And then Florida on financial surveillance. Then his follow-up tweet is, in my view, the two biggest forces are BTC and CCP. That's the China. CCP is China. China is something people or something. I think it's the, the China. Both have been growing by orders of magnitude, but another 10x this decade won't be a continuous change that the system flexes to accommodate. It will disrupt the order. And then he added a tweet here that he retweeted was, the U.S. government has already named its replacements. By sending manufacturing overseas, the future of hard power is CCP. And by printing trillions of dollars, the future of hard money is BTC. So every day that I'm recording The Better Human, I'm coming more and more to the realization that we are in the fourth turning. And, you know, a lot of people have been talking about this. But the real way to think about it is peak centralization. And I believe this is a violation of natural law. I think when something gets too big, human, the human mind and humanity breaks down. There's something known as the Dunbar number, which is basically this idea that humans can hold about 150 relationships in their mind and the understanding of the social dynamics of those. And a lot of companies have observed this. And this is why it's why they keep certain, like let's say manufacturing plants to 150 max, or if an office grows to be that much, they split off. And instead of having 300 people, they'll have two 150 different units that can kind of self-govern. And we see these massive corporations like Johnson & Johnson, they're getting assaulted with lawsuits, baby powder, vaccines, all the stuff that they've been doing wrong and some people in the company did it more than others and maybe some vote against it. Like It's just one of those things that the larger an organization gets, whether that's a government, whether that's a corporation, or whether that is a small community of people living together, the smaller it gets, the more it gets out of hand, the more you can't control it. This is why something that inherently consolidates and grows, like democracy, like the US government, or like any corporation that is always about more profit, buying more companies, more people, more power, like it's always bigger, bigger, bigger. These things will inherently destroy themselves. And we see it happening daily. Now I oscillate on a daily basis, or you could say even a weekly, but mostly daily. I'll have kind of like one bad day where I'm kind of negative and maybe I'm on Twitter too much and I'm looking at the craziness of the world too much and it's getting to me. And then I have days where I'm like ridiculously optimistic because I see what Bitcoin's doing, how it's changing lives. Uh, I see that they are crumbling these peak centralized power structures are crumbling and all the craziness in the world is a byproduct of that. So seeing craziness in a way is actually good because it's a sign that they are crumbling. Now the question becomes, how crazy will it get? And where will there be ever more craziness and then even violence and civil unrest? Like, will that reach even higher proportions in the next five to 10 years? before the thing eventually collapses in on itself? Or will it be more of a slow, gradual decline, mostly peaceful, et cetera? I'm hoping for the latter, but it's really anybody's guess. And that's why our family has stocked up. So on a daily basis, just depending on my mood and hormones and things like that, I might feel ecstatic that I see this craziness happening because I remind myself that 
that means it is dying and that's good. We need to reset. We need to build smaller, uh, more decentralized ways of life, ways of living, communities. We need to get it back. You know, if, the, if there's going to be any government, it needs to go down to something that is more like a small city state that self-governs. And, you know, that's a whole topic that I've been reading up on quite a bit, uh, very much around the idea of agorism, libertarian, the libertarian manifesto by Konkin, things like that. Really fascinating stuff. And I think probably the future of humanity because uh, the internet first de- it, it demonopolized information and communication. So you can literally reach any person on the planet with as much information. You can send them all the information you want, basically, in real time, and nobody can block it or censor it. It moves at the speed of light. And you can communicate with people and you can organize and you do these things that the internet has allowed that used to be reserved for like mainstream media or small communities, et cetera. The internet is dematerializing a lot of those consolidated power structures, which is why you see the mainstream media has become so bonkers and so having absolutely no credit because again, they've been crumbling. Newspapers crumbled. The mainstream media is crumbling. Now everybody, myself included, can be basically a amateur journalist or an amateur information provider. People can go to other sources for their information and it's crumbling their business model. So what they're doing, they're basically figured out that, that if they get in bed with government, they can kind of work together and that's what they become. The mainstream media has become the propaganda arm of the US government basically. And also you could say the corporate um, the corporations and a lot of the really big, powerful elite that kind of have their hands in everything. They're all working together. They're all colluding, but they're also all losing their power. And then finally, we have Bitcoin. That is probably the ultimate, most important innovation that is going to finally fix the money, which is the root rot of all of the problems in our society. And when you have a democracy with money that's controlled by those in power, you have pretty much the ultimate destructive, disgusting, just fraud of a government slash power structure. And it has been robbing people for years now. And we're seeing finally it coming to an end. Within 10 years, I believe the US government, if it still exists, will be something completely and utterly different. I believe we probably will see states break off and succeed. So for example, Texas will become its own nation. Uh, maybe California and New York will do the same. Although those two states, because they are run by liberal morons. When I say liberal morons, it doesn't mean all liberals, but generally liberalism is the, unfortunately, it is the idealistic, destructive worldview that infects politics. And is exactly why Lenin said that democracy is the, indispensable to socialism, right? Because uh, liberalism, uh, government, and the idea that you redistribute resources from the productive members of society to those that aren't productive, that is why these things centralize, 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 grow, 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 and then eventually collapse upon themselves, right? It's just like uh, communism or fascism. We learned in the 19th and 20th century that those things don't work and then they destroyed themselves. Things like socialism and democracy take much longer to dial. It's kind of a slow rot versus something like fascism and central planning. It dies right away because it's just so incompatible with nature, right? And free markets. Democracy, especially one that lets free markets flourish, like for example, in China and the US, which is what basically two world superpowers have figured out is if we let the free market work a little bit, right? We, we maybe intervene here and there. Maybe we bail out certain banks and stuff here and there. But if we let most people engage in the free market and we let some mega super corporations, you know, do their thing, then we can siphon off value from that economic prosperity that that free market brings in. And that's the exact model of the U.S. government and the China's 
uh, C, what does CCP stand for? China's something, Republic or something? Yeah. These things will take longer to collapse upon themselves. Now, again, it's hard to say that if the internet and Bitcoin had come around, could they have lasted another 100 years or 200 years? Yeah, probably. I think it would have been a much slower demise, but it would have been a demise nonetheless. And I think the internet and Bitcoin are the two things that have kicked this into high gear. You see now things, because the internet and the speed of information sharing, things happen way faster. I mean, we're talking like exponentially faster. Something that would take you 10 years to build, you know, like a company or get to 100 million revenue or whatever, you can literally do that in like six months, a year, two years, five years. Five years today is considered the long run. Five years, you know, before internet, back in the 80s, five years was nothing. I mean, you're like still in the startup phase of a business in the 80s and 70s and 60s or whatever. Or if you're a farmer, like five years is like when maybe you start finally selling some crops after like four to five years of growing. The long run today is much shorter. And what that means is revolution will come faster, 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 faster. And that's good. But it also means for you, the individual, you have to be prepared because this shit can change in a second. The entire structure of government and the kind of civil order we have can literally break down overnight. I hope it doesn't happen. I think it might be more of a gradual free market initiative where things kind of change a little bit at a time in small pockets. And then, you know, one country does this, then this country does that. And then they attract commerce and they have then economic power, et cetera. More people go there. And then the jurisdictions that are morons like California and New York, and that basically slide more into socialism and more into control and power, they will die out. And when nobody lives there and nobody's paying taxes or everybody decides to opt out of the system, what are politicians going to do? They're just parasites. They're parasites that live off the productive work of the society to which they use police and military to enforce their power. And if that goes, or if any of the small stilts, you could say that holding up that house of cards or that very fragile structure on top, if any of those go, the whole thing comes down. I will have a link to this quote in the show notes. And if you're not on uh, YouTube, then go to YouTube, The Better Human. And if you're on YouTube, go to the podcast because you got to get all the other shows over there as well. And that's going to be for today. Make sure you get on The Better Human newsletter over at thebetterhuman.co every other day, jam-packed of truisms, of facts, of useful information. I'll see you in the next one.